President Trump says he'd love to talk to Bob Mueller. That's a quote. And could dreamers get a path to citizenship? The president says he's open to it. And the America First agenda makes its Davos debut. This is the State of America tonight. It's very exciting to be here. We're very happy to be here. This will be a very exciting two days. The president arriving in Davos, Switzerland at the World Economic Forum. Are you going to talk to Mueller? I'm looking forward to it, actually. My reaction is he didn't mean any of that. I can imagine Mr. Cobb was sitting back in the White House, very concerned. Do you want citizenship for Dreamers? We're going to morph into it. President Trump put a pathway to citizenship for some Dreamers on the table. Unfortunately, the president says one thing today, another thing tomorrow. Hello, I'm Kirsten Powers, live in New York, in for Kate Baldwin. To our viewers watching around the world, this is State of America Tonight. President Trump is back on the world stage, this time in Davos, but some comments he made before leaving Washington may be stealing the spotlight. In an impromptu chat with reporters Wednesday, the president shared his thoughts on a meeting with special counsel Bob Mueller. Are you going to talk to Mueller? I'm looking forward to it, actually. You want to? Here's the story, just so you understand. There's been no collusion whatsoever. There's no obstruction whatsoever. And I'm looking forward to it. To reach a higher standard, you would do it under oath. Oh, I would do it under oath, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, White House lawyer Ty Cobb confirmed that the president is committed to cooperating with the Mueller probe. He was also quick to point out to CNN that the president was speaking hurriedly and he would rely on the advice of his lawyers regarding the meeting. Last week, Cobb raised one potential interview pitfall. The president's very eager to uh, sit down um, and and explain whatever of is responsive to the questions. Do you have any fear of a perjury trap? No, but I think it'd be I think it would be foolish to you know not proceed without considering that possibility. And as the DACA deadline approaches, President Trump took this surprising stance on the future of Dreamers. Do you want but citizenship for we're Dreamers? Going to, uh, we're going to morph into it. It's going to happen what at some point mean? in what the future. Over over a period over a period of ten to twelve years, somebody does a great job. They've worked hard. It gives incentive to do a great job. And as you've probably guessed, those comments are not sitting well with the conservative wing of the Republican Party, including Breitbart website, which is blasting the president as, quote, amnesty dawn. And now to Davos, Switzerland, where the president is knocking down stories of tensions with the U.K. while talking tough to Palestinians. But the big news at home is that the president says he's willing to answer questions under oath from the Russia special counsel. CNN White House correspondent Abby Phillip is following all this news from Davos. Hi, Abby. Thanks for joining us. Uh, the president says Hi, <laughs> the president says, yes, absolutely. He will answer questions. But his lawyers are kind of pumping the brakes on that. So what does this mean? Do you think uh, he's going to sit down with Bob Mueller? 
Well, well, Kirsten, as you know, the president often says what he thinks the audience in front of him wants to hear. In this case, that impromptu press conference with reporters at the White House came to us as a surprise to his own lawyers and aides. And I think it, it's important to sort of uh, take it in stride here, because while the president was saying that, his lawyers are talking to Bob Mueller in private conversations, trying to hammer out the details of what, if anything, they are going to do in, in the way of an interview, whether that's going going to be a sit-down interview with investigators or a hybrid of written or or uh, or or in-person interviews. The president is putting a positive face on this situation, but his lawyers are trying to avoid a situation where he might incriminate himself. Uh, and and uh, they're doing it in spite of what the president says. I think at this point, it is between the Mueller team and his lawyers. Of course, I think the president's comments seem to make it uh, might make it a little bit more difficult for his team to argue against uh, a, a kind of setting that does not involve the president sitting down directly face to face with investigators and answering questions if, as he claims, he's looking forward to it and has nothing to hide. All right. Thank you, Abby, for that update. And on Capitol Hill, some lawmakers are skeptical about President Trump's declaration that he's open to a pathway of sit for citizenship for dreamers. That's understandable considering the past comments that he's made. There's no path to legalization unless they leave the country and come back. No, we're not looking at citizenship. We're not looking at amnesty. The president's change in position comes as a bipartisan group of senators meets today to craft an immigration deal. Chief of Staff John Kelly is expected to go to Capitol Hill after staying in Washington to work on the issue. CNN's Sunland Sarfati joins me now from Washington. Sunland, thanks for being with us. Um, Republican Lindsey Graham says that the president comments actually are going to help Congress reach a deal. Do you, is this something you're hearing from other people on the Hill? Yeah, not entirely everyone up here. Uh, Kirsten, you do have, of course, some optimism, like you said, from Lindsey Graham, from Senator Dick Durbin saying, you know, look, these comments by President Trump show that we're headed in the right direction here. But certainly Trump's comments yesterday uh, likely will bring a considerable amount of heartburn among House Republicans, many conservatives uh, who take Trump's comments that he's open to a pathway to citizenship. They view that as amnesty. And that's why, as you referenced earlier in the show, uh, that's why he, uh, President Trump got hit with that nickname, Amnesty Dawn, um, from the publication Breitbart. We've seen some Republicans up here today, like John Cornyn, uh, try to downplay the comments, saying, yes, this is just one part in a broader puzzle. There's many things that have to fall in place. Uh, John Thune saying um, that this would raise the stakes significantly in terms of the ultimate do deal. He said, you know, look, once you're talking about a pathway to citizenship, you'll start losing losing other Republicans unless there's something else on the table. A very real feeling up here on Capitol Hill, Kirsten, that this is just uh, one step in a long step process. They are waiting on that formal guidance from the Monday uh, from the White House that will be put out on Monday. And and then I think we'll see, see some genuine real reactions from folks up here on Capitol Hill. There have been a slew of meetings last night and today with this big bipartisan group of 40 plus senators uh, as they're starting to work through these uh, ideas. And, and, and I think we can say, following the meeting this morning, the uh, constant refrain we heard was, we're glad at least there's been some uh, movement from the White House putting you know, pen to paper and putting something out next week. And they all basically wait to see what exactly that guidance is. Kirsten. Okay, great. Interesting stuff. Thank you, Sunlun. 
And coming up, President Trump says he's willing to answer questions in the Russia probe under oath. But will his attorneys let him do that? Our panel weighs in next. President made some news yesterday telling reporters he's willing to sit down with special counsel Robert Mueller under oath. But White House lawyer Ty Cobb said not so fast. He was quick to point out that the president was speaking hurriedly and says that Mr. Trump will rely on the advice of his lawyers about any meetings with a special counsel. So what should we make of these comments? The panel tonight, Tara Setmeyer, CNN political commentator and former communications director for Republican Congressman Dana Warbacker, John Phillips, CNN political commentator, talk radio host and Trump supporter, Nadeem Elshami, CNN political commentator and former chief of staff to House Democratic leader Nancy Pelosi, and Amber Phillips, political reporter for The Washington Post political blog, The Fix. Thank you, everybody, for being with us today. Um, there's a lot of news going on, obviously. And Tara, I wanted to start with you about, you know, this basically, on the one hand, the president saying he's he wants to do this. He's actually sounds sort of excited to talk to Mueller. But then his lawyers are sort of sending out slightly different signals. What do you make of it? Well, I think this is consistent with the way Donald Trump approaches everything. Um, it's not only the Russia investigation where he's spoken kind of out of both sides of his mouth and says one thing and then his staff or now his lawyers have to come back and clean it up. Um, but he's he's put on a public face of defiance in the fact that this whole thing is a, a hoax, a witch hunt. There is no collusion. He's been very defiant about that uh, from the very beginning. But then he also has come out as far back as uh, last spring when he was first asked about whether he would testify um, in, in front of the, the um, special counsel under oath, he said absolutely, 100 percent. So he's been consistent in expressing that publicly. Um, not so sure if he's really excited about that. Um, we all know yeah. that Donald Trump has been through many uh, litigation cases in the past and where he's had to uh, give depositions before, and he's been caught lying in depositions, famously in the Tim O'Brien case, the defamation case that he brought against a, report, uh, against a reporter who wrote a book questioning how much he was worth. And in that case, the, uh, the lawyers caught him lying 30 times in, in his deposition. So that's why his lawyers are very cautious about uh, letting him walk into a situation with uh, Bob Mueller and his team, who are the consummate professionals at this. And now we're looking at potential criminality if the president isn't truthful. Well, John, I mean, do you think this is a good cop, bad cop kind of thing where the president is saying, oh, yeah, of course I want to do this. And then the lawyers come out and say, well, you know, let's slow down. And so it makes him look like he wants to do it. Or what do you think is going on here? I think he probably legitimately wants to do it. I mean, this is a guy who's used to going into hostile interviews and and uh, thinks very highly of his performance uh, when he does so. I mean, go back to when Sean Spicer would get lampooned on SNL. What was it that he reportedly told the staff? I should be the one out there talking to the press. And that's when he would schedule the interview with Lester Holt. I don't think that they're going to let him do that. There's no reason to, certainly. I would do what President Reagan did when he was faced with similar circumstances, which is have the questions be put forth in writing, 
answer them in writing. That way you can limit the scope. That way they don't start going down rabbit holes. I mean, if you go back to Whitewater, that was originally an investigation into real estate dealings in the state of Arkansas, and it turned into something totally else with Monica Lewinsky. Prosecutors who hit walls like to go for perjury traps. Uh, They like to go after obstruction of justice. I wouldn't play that game at all. I would make sure the scope is very limited, and I would answer those questions. Okay. Well, so yesterday the president had this impromptu press you know, not conference, but was talking to a bunch of reporters. He said a lot of interesting things. And there's one thing I just wanted to play for you, Amber, and have you respond to it. I was a much better candidate than her. You always say she was a bad candidate. You never say I was a good candidate. I was one of the greatest candidates. Nobody else would have beaten the Clinton machine as crooked as it was. But I was a great candidate. Someday you're going to say that. Amber, why is he so concerned with this? What, he, this, is, this seems to be something that he, he brings up a lot, that he, he seems to feel that this whole investigation is about delegitimizing his win. Exactly, yeah. Well, you know, I think from his win, uh, going all the way back to November 2016, you had a hard time getting the president recognizing he had won this election uh, and and sort of stop being in campaign mode. He'd go on campaign-style rallies after that his first year in office and would mention Hillary Clinton. Uh, Now Hillary Clinton isn't just the president trying to reassert his victory, and and it almost sounds like he's convincing himself sometimes that that he did win this election and, and we can stop talking about Hillary Clinton. But Hillary Clinton has sort of been folded into uh, a broader, what seems like a broader Republican effort to delegitimize the Russia investigation right around the time Bob Mueller's team in October was planning to announce indictments of, of two or three former Trump campaign officials. You had House Republicans come out and say, we're launching two investigations into Hillary Clinton's time as Secretary of State related to how the FBI handled the emails mm-hmm. related to Uranium One deal. Uh, so, you know, uh, Senator Ron Johnson, a Republican who appears to be a pro-Trump ally in this, was on NPR this morning, couldn't stop talking about Hillary Clinton's emails and how the FBI, from, from his perspective, messed that up. And I think Trump's almost obsession with Hillary Clinton in the election has, has morphed into a way for him to delegitimize this Russia investigation that, that is yeah. heating up and focusing on him. Yeah, so I, I think it's true that there's definitely a PR campaign here going on, but then there's also a lot of reason to believe that, that President Trump actually really believes that the FBI is out to get him. And, it, you know, we've watched him attacking various people, including Andrew McCabe, who's the deputy director of the uh, FBI. And Nadim, he said yesterday in that same conversation with reporters, uh, rep- referring to McCabe, saying, quote, the wife got 500 K thousand dollars from Terry. Terry is Hillary. So Terry being, of course, um, uh, Governor McAuliffe of Virginia, who gave money to uh, McCabe's wife, who was running for a state Senate seat. Uh, This isn't really exactly accurate, is it? No, it's not. But, you know, here's the thing. This is the president who loves to live in the past. And one thing he has not learned is the president's words are carry a ton. This president's words apparently carry a pound. And let me tell you, one of the first meetings I was in with this president Uh, was with the congressional leadership, both the Republicans and the Democrats, the House and the Senate. And he really, once they sat down around the table, one of the first things he said is, listen, I won the popular vote. So 
instead of talking about the future of our nation, how we could work together and get things done, he was talking about winning the popular vote and giving some anecdote that has been proven completely false. So right now we're dealing with a president who does not want to live in reality. And let me say one more thing about what's happening with the FBI and the investigation. Look, I'm not someone who's going to prejudge the investigation and the results in the investigation. Whatever comes at the end, comes out at the end. But the most important thing is, you know, what makes America strong is our people and our independence. So don't tear down our independent institutions. The FBI, Congress, you know, the government, and so on. That's right. what makes us strong. So well, I mean, coming, and John... John, what's going to happen if they find him, if they, if they clear the president and they clear everybody after they've now completely uh, really been on the attack over the FBI and have, have, are trying to convince everybody that they're completely untrustworthy? What's going to happen if they say that he's innocent? Well, I think in terms of collusion with Russia, that's ultimately what they'll end up doing. Now, on the way there, I think is what they'll do is they'll find lots of things like what they found with Paul Manafort, where they didn't fill out the proper forms with the Treasury Right, but that's Department. not what I'm asking you. I'm asking how do you then say that this is a valid uh, valid, you know, decision after you've been out there saying that they're all corrupt and out to get at, you well, know, I, I the president. I don't think that's what they're, I don't think that's the conclusion they're going to come to. I think they're, they're going to come to the conclusion that they did X, Y, and Z that's illegal. I don't think it's going to have anything to do with collusion. Uh, but still, that's why I wouldn't testify under oath if I were him. And by the way, I wouldn't be worried that he's going to spill the beans on some grand conspiracy. I would be worried that they're going to ask him how many floors his building is in New York or how many WrestleManias he hosted in Atlantic City. That's what I'd be worried about about if he was under oath. Tara, what do you think? Do you think that they can have it both well, ways? Do you think that they can say all these horrible things about the FBI and then act like the FBI is great if they clear him? Well, that's that's part of what he does. He does this all the time with everything. It's good when it's good for him. It's bad when it's bad for him. And unfortunately, his supporters will believe whatever he says. Uh, it's, it's the rest of the 60% of America who's watching this. And I think that they'll recognize the, the, the doublespeak that he's engaged in um, if he is, in fact, cleared. Uh, but just to go back to a quick point, um, during Whitewater, Bill Clinton was eventually subpoenaed and had to, was Forced. There was there was, you know, court cases and everything else. And he was forced to testify with the special prosecutor, independent counsel then. And it was on video um, in front of the grand jury. And, and it also went public. I don't think we're going to have that. But I don't think Robert Mueller is going to allow the uh, lawyers to agree to do interrogatories and just written questions because you're not going to get an honest um, in, impromptu answer there. You're going to have it lawyered. And so that's not yeah. that would defeat the purpose of this. All right. All right. Everybody stand by. Coming up, the president gives Congress a case of whiplash. What his words to reporters Wednesday mean for the future of an immigration deal? That's next with our panel. Ten to twelve years of a pathway to citizenship is doable for you. Well, I mean, it's only a piece of the puzzle. So everybody's going to focus on the piece that they like the most, and not want to focus on the other components. I know people are going to focus on one part of it and say, "Well, we want to do that, and we don't want to do the rest." But I think the message from the president, you'll probably hear on on uh, Monday, is that this is part of a package. 
That was Republican Senator John Cornyn reacting to the curveball the U.S. president threw into the immigration debate. Donald Trump, for the first time, saying he will support a pathway to citizenship for the Dreamers. So let's get back to the panel. Uh, John, uh, how this how is this going over with the base? This isn't exactly, I think, their dream deal, right? Well, he's indicated on several occasions that this is something that he'd be willing to consider, some form of legal legalized status for these uh, these these kids. Uh, I think whatever he does ultimately has to come after the border security. If you go back to what happened to Republicans in the 1980s with Simpson Mazzoli, we were told that if we gave an amnesty to however many millions of people who were here illegally, that border security would come after and we'd never have to do this again. Well, it didn't work out that way. So this time around, border security has to be first. That has to include a wall. That has to include an end to chain migration. And that has to outlaw sanctuary cities and states. If we get so if that, it had all those, So if it had all those things you just said, you'd, be, you'd support a path to citizenship? Absolutely. Okay. Um, and, and, and Tara, that's interesting because it's not just the president's base who has a problem with the path to citizenship. Typically, a lot of mainstream Republicans have a problem with that. Yeah, the, the, the amnesty pathway to citizen, citizenship um, aspect of this has been anathema for over a decade now. Uh, when I worked on Capitol Hill, I worked on this issue. I was there in 2007, the last time an attempt at comprehensive immigration reform was tried and failed, and that was under the Bush administration, mm-hmm. uh, because of the pathway to citizenship aspect of this. I think since then, we're now 10 plus years since then, uh, people are starting to recognize we have to do something and start with the dreamers, I think that opens the door. If you listen to, Do- to Donald Trump's comments before he ran for president, he was always a lot softer on immigration than his campaign character portrayed. He was the one who went after Mitt Romney and said that mm-hmm. Mitt Romney was too harsh when he said that uh, illegal immigrants should self-deport. So I-, I think that in Donald Trump's heart, he does want to give some kind of a pathway to citizenship for dreamers. The, the challenge becomes in Congress, where you still have a lot of immigration hardliners, you're right. going to have to get that board security side of it, which I agree with 100%. John is correct about that. We cannot do any kind of amnesty for anybody unless there is real enforcement with teeth in it or else you're going to get the problem we had after Simpson was only in 86. And then it was only 2.7 million people that were that received amnesty. Now we're looking at tens of millions after that. So, Amber, what do you think um, in terms of what this goes to the House, which is really where the hardliners are? Let's say it gets through the Senate, a path to citizenship. What what do you think is going to happen on the House side? Uh, Yeah, well, I think we only have to look back a couple years uh, for that answer. In 2013, the Senate passed an immigration bill that had some kind of path to citizenship. It wasn't specifically for dreamers, but but Mm -hmm. some kind of path to citizenship for people here in the country illegally. That was dead on arrival in a very conservative house that is arguably just as conservative as it was back then. I mean, John Boehner, uh, who was then the House Speaker, as much as he wanted to have this debate, he couldn't even bring it up for a vote because House Mm -hmm. conservatives are very good about being very vocal on not getting some kind of uh, path to citizenship done. Again, I go back to the Steve Kings of the world. This is amnesty to them. That is not okay. 
Right. And then but we didn't have a Republican president just really quick. We had Obama as president then. So I don't know if Republicans were as amenable to possibly going with an Obama uh, getting the credit for it. If Trump signals this is what he wants, I think you'll see some of those more conservative members of, of the House giving in as long as they get the, okay. the border security to give I, Trump I, the win. All right. I want to get Nadim in here. We only have sure, about 30 I, seconds left. So sure. um, just on the on the Democratic side, it's been reported that Democratic leaders are ready to delink the immigration talks um, from the spending negotiations basically taking DACA off the table. How do you think yeah. that's going to go over with the I, progressive I don't, base? I don't, think, I don't think that's going to go too well in the House, especially with House Democrats. Mm -hmm. But let me go back to the, something real quickly about the president. The, I, I don't know what's in the president's heart, but I know what his words said. And he clearly is not someone who's been very supportive of the Dreamers. What he says today is going to change tomorrow. And another thing on the Republicans in the House, that's exactly right. In 2013, we were working very closely with Speaker Boehner quietly with a group to try to come up with a bipartisan uh, immigration reform bill, but he could not bring it up and we couldn't reach agreement. So we told him. Okay. Pat Sorry, we're out of time, unfortunately. Thank, Thank you. you, everybody, uh, for Thank being you. here today. This is day 371 of President Trump's administration. That's the State of America tonight, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.